Idiota. For yonder podcast in a hole, a spoiler for en mon som over. Du har blivit vanad. The following podcast contains spoilers for A Man Called Uve. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. Yes, that is How do you I... say Miguel Magusto in the Swedish language? Uh, hold on. Stand yeah. by. Didn't think I'd ask that question, but I'm <laughs> hitting the hard-hitting ones. Spanish to Swedish. Mm. Hold on, mm. hold on. Mm. Holding. Miguel Magusto. Miguel Minsmok. Oh, <laughs> perfect. I'm glad Miguel transfers, or I guess yeah, it's just, Michael. It's What's just Michael, Michael in Swedish? Yeah, um, it's uh, probably pronounced like Michelle or something like that. Uh, Who knows? So, so fantastic. Yeah, so eloquent. Michael, usually they don't change names mm. uh, <laughs> according to the Google uh, AI pronunciation. It's Miguel Minsmok. <laughs> <laughs> Just really got to get that out of you, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Glenn? I am not too bad. Just got home from work. I just got comfy cozied up again, oh, just you, like last comfy, week. Cozy. You I got comfy some tea cozy. right next to me this time, mm. uh, but I can't drink it because it's so piping hot. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh, buddy, how are, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Watched some movies this, this oh. week as... You know, I am want to do. Uh, I like I, to hear about that. Well, I want to hear about yours first. Get them out of the way because I know it's been two. It's been, t- <laughs> it's been two. Uh, so, as per usual, we watched uh, our movie that we usually do on Thursdays, which was this week. It was Black Adam. Yes. Um, I liked it a little bit more than Mike did. Believe it or not, I think. Yes. And uh, oh, or, or should I say, you should go watch the video. Maybe yeah, watch you should the video. Go, maybe you should go see why we thought differently yes. about it. Very and also, <laughs> is what Warner Brothers is doing is it is that uh, insurance fraud? Because it sounds like insurance fraud to me. Please tell us. Watch that Comment video below. to get more details <laughs> on that. Um, so we watched that together, which you can find the review on YouTube. Um, after after that, um, I had a little bit of a busy weekend, so I didn't. I'm going to blame it on that for not seeing anything, but I decided <laughs> to start watching um, the Batman animated series. When I first moved into this new place, um, I started watching it because I didn't have any internet, mm-hmm. but I started picking it back up again. I'm like, man, I really got to start watching that again because I really want to watch that whole thing. So I started picking it up again starting uh, Saturday. I've been watching like four episodes before I actually pass out. Mm-hmm. So I'm slowly getting there. Um, it's fucking hilarious because you know how like, Many comic book nerds and shit hype Batman up for just being this prestigious, like, best superhero. He's got a contingency for everything. Mm-hmm. In the first season of the Batman animated series, he gets knocked the fuck out almost every single episode. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but, I mean, still an overall amazing show. It's just a fun thing to kind of, like, notice. It's like, yeah. oh, man, Batman's so badass. He's getting knocked out all the time. I love it. He's doing it willingly, 100%. No way about it. Um, still a great show, uh, slowly getting through the first season, but that is what I'm currently watching. Uh, and then I watched A Man Called Uve, which we will get into in just a moment. But first, yes. we've got a, a few trickles of yours to, to name off, shall we? 
Yes, yes, we do. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this one last time, but just to be safe, I'm going to re-mention it. Uh, For the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I watched Blade Runner. Uh, That was a rewatch, of course. Uh, It was. And uh, I talked to Glenn about this, but I have decided that every year I'm only going to release episodes January through October, give myself Mm -hmm. some time to relax November, December. So all the movies that I said are coming out in the November episode are actually coming out in next year's January episode. So Blade Mm -hmm. Runner is one of those. will come out in January's uh, next year's January episode. That'll be um, a first kick-ass episode. I'll say. I'll say that yes, for sure. Yes, yes, it will. Uh, then I watched a British horror movie called Censor. Uh, mm-hmm. When we were talking about Possession a couple weeks ago, um, yeah. and we we're talking about how British, uh, the British government, like banned it because of a, a uh, trying to knock down um, violent and overly sexual movies. This movie's about that world. It, it follows oh. a it follows one of the censors of the government who watches like all horror movies to see what is deemed uh, uh, acceptable, what isn't deemed acceptable. Trying to get people to cut things. If they don't cut things, they ban them, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. And the the reason it, the censor that it follows, her sister disappeared when they were like ten and twelve, maybe, and. Uh, she blames uh, the upheaval uh, or uptick in violence for, on horror movies. So she kind of like takes pride in her job censoring these movies. And then she sees a movie that oddly uh, kind of mirrors the day that her sister disappeared. And she mm. starts like going down this wormhole. And it's a, it's very interesting. For some reason, a lot of people are hating on it, but I thought it was incredible. I thought it was really cool. Okay. Uh, it has some pacing issues. So I only gave it a three and a half out of five. Uh, but I can't recommend it enough. It is very unique. It's 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 well made. Uh, again, the only issue I had with it is pacing, but it's it's an incredible yeah. movie. So I highly su- people highly suggest people check out Censor. Uh, then okay. for the one thousand one movies, you must see before you die. I rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You know, mm-hmm, Blade mm-hmm. Runner came up in the uh, random number generator, so I had to add the sequel that is also on the list. You just gotta. I just gotta. So check out what I think of those two movies in January. Then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I rewatched Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Uh, it is a movie about a man who is uh, appointed Senate to fill a Senate seat of a man who died. Uh, mm-hmm. And they pick him because they think he's dumb. Uh, and he's not dumb, and he's actually trying to get stuff done. And then he gets kind of caught up in all the bullshit of an Washington. gentleman. And it made me sad because nothing in Washington has changed. Yeah. Uh, and, and it came out in 1939. So, uh, fuck Reagan is what I'm essentially saying. Um, not that he's the only president that did it, but he kind of brought back all the problems that there were with. <laughs> and he made them worse, too. Um, but anyway, yeah. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That's always also in the January episode of uh, Cinema Bucket List. Then we watched Black Adam. You can check out our YouTube channel to see what I thought about that. Then I rewatched The Farewell with Aquafina. Uh, oh. Great movie that is going to be part of the Cinema Bucket List as well. Uh, January episode for the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was glad I got to rewatch it. It's a good movie. I really like it's it. It's so good, man. It is. It's it so is. Good. Hits you right in the feels, too. Oh, um, God, the tears. They just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Then I uh, abandoned you, apparently, and watched Tar <laughs> with Kate Blanchett. You rightfully uh, were an independent yeah, man. I, I watched it after the, the Phillies clinched 
the NLCS and went on to the World Series, which by the time this episode comes out, we will have known if they won or lost, and I will either be happy or sad. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to be sad because they shouldn't have made it this far, and I'm glad that they're still in it. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's beside the point. I watched Tar. It's a movie about a conductor who gets caught up in like a sexual uh, allegation thing. And uh, it's very interesting. I really liked it. Uh, again, slow paced, but uh, potential to be a Stony nominee. So uh, Glenn should watch it before yeah. uh, he has to jam pack 50 movies in one month. I'm going to be um, all over it. <laughs> then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I watched a rom com from 1937. Starring, I believe it's Cary Grant. Let me just double check that. Uh, yeah, Cary Grant and Irene Dunn. Uh, it's called The Awful Truth. Uh, you know, I wasn't too excited about it because it's a rom com, but then it actually was very good. Uh, it's about this couple who uh, don't trust each other, so they get divorced. And then mm-hmm. while their divorce is pending, they kind of uh, fall back in love with each other. And it sounds like a movie I'd hate, but it's legitimately funny. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like, it's not stupid rom-com humor. It's it's like... When that's coming from Mike, that's saying something. Yeah, that it, it's saying something, especially from 1937 when romance movies were at their worst, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not their worst. There's movies today that are worse, but, uh, you know, the, the, all, the string score and everything and the hard attack kissing that they do... It's like they're fighting off uh, wombats or something. Do you fight wombats? Do wombats <laughs> attack? I don't know. I think you have to fight them at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I really like that. But you can find out more of my thoughts in the January episode of Cinema Bucket List. And then I watched A Man Called Uwe, which we'll get into in just a second. But we have a piece of news that came out today. But by the time this comes out, it'll have been two weeks. Uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran were named the lead DC studios for Warner Brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're, I believe, co-chairmen and uh, CEOs for DC Studios. And if you're a fan of DC comic books, uh, and this is probably the best move, unfortunately, for a lot of people this, who... This is something we desperately need. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be essentially, if, I, if I'm if i understanding correctly, or if Warner Brothers doesn't fuck it up, they're going to be like the Kevin Feige's for yeah. DC. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think that's a great move. I know a lot of DC people probably really want Zack Snyder, but Zack Snyder's never going to work with uh, well, Warner Brothers again, probably. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't blame him. This this is as as somebody who's getting really tired lately of Marvel stuff. It's mm-hmm. going to be nice to see the up and coming of whatever. Hopefully, if Warner does not cock block the shit out of it like they did Snyder, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. But it's it's a, yeah. a step in the right direction. If, if they're going to get their hands off a little bit, this is going to be huge. Hopefully, for you know the DCEU, mm-hmm. and especially it's been severely announced by now. Especially with Henry Cavill coming back as Superman. Yeah, please, dear God, do not fuck this up, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, for and, those of you who don't know, Peter Safran has uh, he produced uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is the best DC movie to come out in ever, pretty much, mm-hmm. except for maybe like their graphic novels like uh, Watchmen and whatnot. But yeah. um, way better than anything that even Zack Snyder has done for the DC EU. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Safran uh, produced. Uh, I said that already. He produced The Suicide Squad and also um, uh, the Aquaman as well. Which I didn't care for, but a lot of people liked it, so... I'll be honest, I didn't even watch it. It's not great, but also, uh, people did like it, so you probably shouldn't Mm -hmm. listen to me if you actually like it. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah. There's that. Uh, but yeah, that is our news for today. Let's get into a man called Ove. Uve. Huve? Uve. Förbjudet att köra bil i det här området. Men du kanske inte kan läsa svenska skyltar nu. Jo, det kan jag. Men är du blind kanske? Är det jag som kör? Hunden ska sluta pinka på våra plattor. Lyssna inte på den elaka gubben, Prince. Anders, såg du vad gubben gjorde? Vad gjorde du med hunden? Det är väl ingen hund. Ser mer ut som en vinterkänga med ögon. 27 augusti så lånade min trädgårdslang. Behöver den nu, ja. Ska du vattna nu i mars? Du, om du vattnar dit så vattnar jag dit. Vad är det med dig egentligen, Ove? Jag vet vad det är. Du är rätt saverist. Rädda livet på honom! Honom. Rädda livet på honom, Peter. Jag saknar dig. Det är inte så lätt att ta livet av sig som man tror. Vill du gifta dig med mig? Ja! Ja, det vill jag! Jag har Ove, an ill-tempered, isolated retiree who spends his days enforcing block association rules and visiting his wife's grave, has finally given up on life just as an unlikely friendship develops with his boisterous new neighbors. Didn't fucking stutter! Oh my god, check your pulse. Holy <laughs> shit. Am I alive? Uh, written and directed by Hannes Holm. Uh, based on the novel by Frederick Bachman. It stars Rolf Losgard, uh, Bahar Pars, Philip Berg, and Ida Engvall. Uh, and I picked this because there is a, uh, a few things. I saw this with my uncle back in 2015, 2016. I forget when it was released in the States, but it was around that time. It was around Thanksgiving, I can tell you that much. Um, and I really liked it. it, it like I, At first I thought it was just okay, and then the more I thought about it, the more I actually really liked it. And uh, it's uh, an, an American remake with Tom Hanks called A Man Called Otto is coming out. And I mm -hmm. hinted last week that I read something that uh, kind of made me worried about it. And I really wanted Glenn to see this before the American version came out. Uh, mm -hmm. Having and then like literally three days after I I picked this for us the first trailer for a man called Otto came out. Uh, sent it to Glenn. We have things to say about that. Uh, I'm not worried in the same way that I was before, but I'm still worried, and we'll get into that in just a second. But Glenn, because yeah. I've seen this and you haven't, what were your first thoughts when watching a man called Ove? Uh, so obviously without. Uh, seeing the movie and only hearing about it from you, I had pretty much no expectations. And even though you had talked about it in the last podcast, I still had nothing really expectations wise to go mm -hmm. for it. I tried to um, not, I tried to give you as little as possible just so you went in yeah. this blank slate. 
and I mean, I, I obviously we we do love on this podcast some some foreign films. Yeah. So it does not <laughs> begrudge me in any way when I have to read subtitles, my friend. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like uh, so I should not be saying this out loud, but I, I've been kind of like watching these kind of on and off at work um, the last couple weeks, um, and this this was obviously one of them. Uh, I watched this whole thing <laughs> just straight up. <laughs> Please don't fire me, goddamn it! It was <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, I yeah, man. It's it's uh, what can I say, man? Uh, again, no expectations right from the get go. You're introduced to this old man who's just a fuck it. He's a prick, man. Who's and because be it's not me. towards you, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, but that's probably going to be me one day, and I'm just sitting there like, God, this guy's a dick. He's me. He's me. <laughs> I'm going to like look at his sign and kick it and be like, hmm. It's, it's, it's okay for today. <laughs> a man called Glenn. A man called Glenn. It's going to be in theaters 2072. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was really great. You're introduced to this, this character who's just a dick, and then you slowly you kind of find out uh, why... Um, why he's kind of a not at least like a dick, but like you find out, um, you sympathize with him a little bit on why he's such a dick. Yeah, and you're like, oh well, damn. Like, I mean, I guess we could talk about it. Uh, you find out that his his wife's no longer alive. A from not seeing her at all, and B being told that she's been toasted by the life. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you sympathize with the guy, even though he's being a dick, you're like, oh man, that dude's, he's going through it right now. He's, he's hurting. Um, and then you're, you're slowly introduced to all these characters in this community that he's like the head of, um, and just kind of the everyday people that they are and how much of an ass he's being towards everybody. But everyone as a community is just like, oh, he's just a grumpy old fuck. He's fine. He's harmless. Like you could tell that they knew him before he was quite this much. I mean, they reveal in his past that he was always kind of a stickler for the rules, Mm -hmm. but you could tell just by how they interact with him that he used to be bearable and has since gone through stuff that they understand has made him unbearable. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it kind of creates this mystery of like, why do they deal with his bullshit? Uh, yeah, and, and, and you're you're sitting there wondering like why is he like this? And then the movie does such like a good job of doing like these flashback sequences about his life and you know what he's come up to be because you're sitting there and you're like what what is going what is going on with this man? What, who who hurt this man? Who hurt and you? Like you go back to like the beginning of you know his childhood when you know his mother died or like another part where like he meets his wife and then it just mm-hmm. it, it's really good at setting up. The community, uh, him being an ass, and just so on and so yeah. forth, uh, I was taken aback. Yeah, uh, especially watching it on a phone. You uh, usually I get like kind of fidgety if I'm just sitting there, not in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I pretty much I sat down and I knocked this out in like two sittings because obviously yeah. I, I did have to go work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, but yeah, the it's he's he's like a curmudgeon in a way that like everyone kind of is but they're more silent about it like mm-hmm. uh if you live in a, on a street for the specific reason that cars aren't allowed to drive on that street you'd be annoyed if a car drove on that street 100 uh, percent. you probably wouldn't try to stop the car like he does but like you'd be annoyed so it's it's all stuff that's like 
yeah, that's really annoying. I'm not going to make a big deal about it, but I, I see where it's annoying. And also mm-hmm. through the flashbacks, you kind of realize that the reason he shuts everyone out is anytime something good happened to him, it was followed up by a major tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for instance, when he uh, got really good grades uh, and was going to go to college and become like a foreman or, or whatever. Or an engineer. Um, an engineer. His dad dies literally that day, it, like 30 showing, seconds with him. Showing off his grades to his coworkers. Yeah, yeah. And, and when he gets the grades back, it has his dad's blood on it. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, he, he fixes up his house because uh, he's being told it's going to be foreclosed on uh, if, if he doesn't fix it up because it's a health hazard or whatever. He fixes it up. His neighbor's house catches on fire, catches his house on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, he meets his wife. Things go really well for a really long time. Uh, he, his wife gets pregnant. He feels the baby kick for the first time, brings him to tears. Literally the first time in the entire movie brings him to yep. tears. Bus crash. His wife's paralyzed. They lose the baby. It's, it's like anytime something good happens to him, it's met with a horrible tragedy that just completely evaporates any good feeling about his life. So yeah. like through all the flashbacks, you start to understand why he is such a curmudgeon and ultimately, uh, why he wants to kill himself, which is a huge part of this movie, mm-hmm. is him. It's it's kind of like a. Um, have you ever seen the movie Better Off Dead with John Cusack? I think I have. So it's an '80s teen comedy where he's trying to kill himself, but keeps uh, failing. I think this one is one way or you another. actually made me watch in the beginning of our Probably. friendship. It's it's one of my favorite '80s movies. Uh, but it's 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 like an adult version of that. Like he's he's trying to kill himself and either stops himself because he's still got things to complain about. Like mm-hmm. the first time, he's trying to he's about to hang himself and then his neighbors move in and he, he has to correct them because he's such a curmudgeon that even death can wait when he has someone to correct. <laughs> yep. Also, you uh, definitely had me watch this. Yeah, and uh, it's it's that's honestly probably one of my favorite things is this theme that he cannot die as long as there's still things to, to complain yep. about. And uh, it, it's, it's, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up about uh, a man called Otto. And I don't want to talk about it too much because we're talking about this movie. But mm-hmm. the first thing about a man called Otto uh, that I was worried about is I looked at the cast and before any of the cast was named before the trailer came out or anything, it was Tom Hanks and then a bunch of white people. When a huge part of this is his neighbor is an Iranian refugee, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like they create this unlikely friendship. You think that someone like him would be racist, but he's not. He's just angry at everyone. He's it's just like, a pissed off dude. Yeah, it's, it's, race has nothing to do with it. And I thought that the neighbor was going to be white because they were worried about uh, you know making a white savior movie. Mm-hmm. That was me jumping to conclusions, I admit. it is. Uh, uh, I believe it's a Hispanic woman. Um uh, or she's she's an immigrant of some kind. I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, so they did keep that. But something that is very apparent in that movie is I f- I fear, and I hope I'm wrong, but I fear they may have gotten rid of the suicide element, the attempted suicide element, which is a huge part of this movie. I, I really hope not, because it's Cause like it- I I understand why they would. You know, it's 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 not something to make fun of it's not making fun of him killing himself it's making fun of the fact that he would rather correct people than go on with his suicide that's Mm -hmm. the joke it's not the oh he's killing himself it's funny and i'm worried that they're not going to do that uh just just because american audiences suck 
Yeah, here's here's like another thing that I'm worried about. I mean, we watched the trailer the other day. Is that after now watching uh, a man called Ove, and then watching you know little bits of the tra- like trailer on mute, Otto looks so campy compared to Ove. Not yeah. like not like um, Ove was like you know hilarious slapsticky or anything like that. But like yeah. it had its really funny moments. Where you like you're sitting there laughing with the characters or anything like that. This one just looks like it's slapsticking, like just funny to try to be funny yeah. instead of naturally feeling funny and laughing with your characters when something funny happens or anything yeah, like that. Exactly. And and I would personally, keyword personally, would not have picked Tom Hanks to play Ove or Otto in this in this scenario. I think Brian Cranston would have been great. Cranston would have been good, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because, because I like, mean, we, we've seen from Breaking Bad, we've seen uh, from Malcolm in the Middle, he can play both ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like a happy-go-lucky, dumb dad and and uh, uh, intelligent, smart, evil genius. Yeah. So, and like, even with like that being said, like even watching that trailer on mute, you know, everything looked over exaggerated. Mm-hmm. in it like you know the uh the guy who's trying to lose weight in ove uh in auto like we're not trying to make this about auto but it's kind of kind of a contrast we have to make in a way i mean it's the reason um, i picked the movie because i'm worried yeah. i want people to watch this before they watch a man called auto because this is a great film i'm not sure if a man called auto will be yeah like the guy who, who's trying to lose weight in ove um towards towards the later end of the movie uh, they have they have the kind of the it looks like the same character, but he's like super exaggerated the way he's trying to exercise and talking to Otto, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh god, I don't it know. Feels even, like even, a, a Key and Peele skit. Yeah, even Tom Hanks's face, he just feels over exaggerated when he's like, ugh, like kind of like rolling his eyes. It's just super. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm still I gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have remade it in an American version, or at least you know, if I did would have done a little bit better on not over-exaggerating things, especially if they don't have the uh, attempted suicide things. Yeah. Because um, I don't see Tom Hanks just being like, well, I could see him, but the way the trailer looks, I don't see them actually going for it, sadly. Yeah. I, I hope we're wrong on that aspect. Oh, yeah. Um, hope f- it's a January movie, which scares me more as well. Well, it's limited on Christmas Day. Mm. So that means okay. there's some hope for it. But... Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, I you said when we when we first watched the American remake trailer that it looks like a Hallmark movie. It, it does in lighting and song and everything. And everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I hope that it's just a horrible trailer and that the movie's actually pretty good because uh, this yeah. is such. I I mean I, I I wish people would just watch the Swedish version and not worry about like reading subtitles. I know was- that's not. Uh, it was genuinely so good that you don't even see the subtitle. Well, obviously yeah. you have to see them to read them, but like yeah. you just get, you're just in it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it, it's it's, it, you know, I understand why they're doing an American remake because Americans are stupid and will not watch foreign films. Uh, hey, pretty much the only country. Why don't that you does, say that but, with freedom in your chest, huh? Americans do, are stupid and do not watch foreign <laughs> films. Uh, ACDC place in the background. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's a generalization. I'm an American. You're an American. We watch foreign films, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's it's. I'm I'm really worried about it. But back to a man called Uve because that's what we're talking about yeah. here. Um, it's 
it's got so many funny bits. The thing that got me and like stuck in my mind uh, is when he, you know, this. I think it's the second time he goes to kill himself with the rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it snaps. It was like right after the first uh, flashback. It snaps. He goes to return the rope because it snapped. It didn't hold his weight with a rope burn around his neck. Yeah. And she's like, what, what are you what are you pulling with that? What, you, just what, like, are, you, what are you using the, the rope for? And he just storms and like, off Ugh. and walks away. Yeah. And you know, his his character, uh, I know you said you're worried about it being uh the, the American one being like slapstick. And I agree, but this, you know, with this has some stupid stuff. I wouldn't call it slapstick, it's more just like verbal humor when like he's telling his cat that or he's telling the cat that it's private property and to get off his property yeah just it's it's filled with so many uh stupid stuff i also see an old man yelling at a cat doing that though oh 100 percent, 100 percent. it's it's very realistic in everything that it does uh and uh you know he's it it's the the thing is he doesn't think there's anything wrong with the way he acts and Mm -hmm. and like even in the end he doesn't think that there's anything wrong but he also understands that other people feel differently so like while he doesn't think he's in the wrong he understands other people are so he tries to you know be calmer around them still fiery but calmer uh and uh you know the (laughs) the fact that he had his one friend rune uh, who is in, uh, you know, in present day in the wheelchair? They were mm-hmm. best friends until he found out that he uh, drove a Volvo. <laughs> he drove a Volvo and instead they didn't of a Saab for years now. Yeah, it's it's the but dumbest thing ever. That's also another thing, especially like the age these guys are and when they grew up. That's mm-hmm. just also what they do. Like that's just what old men do. They're just like the one thing. They're just like. Yo, fuck that guy, but we'll yeah. still do anything for that guy <laughs> in in a heartbeat. But they're like, I hate that piece of shit. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very realistic. Uh, it's got great performances. Uh, you know, Rolf uh, uh, Losgard, he has great comedic timing. Bahar Pars, who plays uh, Parv- Parvan- Parvana, uh, who is his neighbor, her Iranian neighbor. Mm-hmm. She just goes toe to toe with him in such a realistic way, even though she's half his size. And their yeah, friendship also, really is beautiful in this she, film. It's, it's she great. does not let him be pissed. She's just like, "All right, well, that energy, turning that around right now." And she just exactly, like keeps yeah. keeps rolling with it and doesn't give him the satisfaction of him being pissed off. She's just like, "So anyway, do you want this rice or no?" Or just like, just anything, yeah. just to oh, get I'll him off of out. his, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just to get him off of his streak of being pissed. She's just like, "I'm moving forward in this." Yeah. So yeah, everybody and it around so naturally too. Hundred percent. Everybody mm-hmm. like sport, supporting actors and actresses. They were all just phenomenal. Like everybody didn't like nobody felt left out as far as their character went or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just very well-rounded movie. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, I haven't seen this since it was in theaters in 2015 or 2016. I can't remember. Obviously, life has changed for everyone a lot since mm-hmm. then. Uh, I didn't tear up at all during that viewing. But then with this one, I'm guessing it's because I have a kid now and apparently it makes you more emotional. Like, mm-hmm. I, I started tearing up in the when, you, like, the the part when you find out how his wife got paralyzed and how they lost their child and everything. I was like, no, 
Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and uh, it's just funny how, like, six or seven years, however long it's been since I've seen it, will change how you react to a movie. Uh, yeah. I even laughed at it more. Like, I, I laughed at it a lot the first time, but I laughed at even You laughed other at his things. wife's paralyzation thing. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the movie in general, yes, man. Yes, Come yes. on. Um, but yeah, it's it's such a great film. I really hope people are watching this before A Man Called Auto comes out. Uh, I like Tom Hanks, so I'm still holding out hope. Uh, I'm I'm skeptical, but like optimistic. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I've, I've, I've got hope for yeah. sure. Um, speaking of crying, I did twice in this movie. <gasps> oh, um, which when if I cry during like a movie or show, it's it's automatically you get a point for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult. in this there there's two there's two parts. Um, the part where he he ran inside his house after like this big argument with the uh with like the caretaker guy who's trying mm-hmm. to steal uh rune away yeah and then he he just went on a tangent of like pissed off thing after pissed off thing after pissed off thing and he runs inside his house and um uh, pravane is like trying to like just kind of get him to come out and just like talk and he's just inside crying and then he goes to the couch or he's inside trying to hold back tears and then he runs to the couch and just like breaks down that that part got me I'm like damn that shit hurts. And then the ending where, um, uh, spoiler, we already did that, where he, he finally passes away and then he wakes up on that train and sees his wife. That shit hit me. I'm like, oh, it's effective. God Mir- Mirroring the way that he met her, but in like, he's in heaven now. It, it was yep. very effective. It was, uh, yeah, man, that, that part hit me pretty hard. And there was two tears for that one. So that's mm. like a, a phenomenon, you I thought say. you can't cry tears. I, I can't. But sometimes I just force them out as, <laughs> as willingly possible. <gasps> Get back in there, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, there's also like a uh, heritage element. Like my, my family, my mom's side of the family is Swedish. Mm-hmm. Uh, my great grandfather was actually a uh, railroad uh, railway worker, a railroad uh, rail yard worker, like uh, <laughs> both Ove and his father in this. So, mm-hmm. like, not only do I have like the Swedish element, I have like, oh yeah, m- my grandfather did stuff like that. And yeah. uh, I, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm a I, I connect to my heritage probably way more than a lot of people do. I don't know why. It's just who I am. Uh, Irish and Swedish, for the most part. Uh, the others, English and German, I don't really care about as much. But yeah, uh, Irish and Swedish all the way. Skull and Slancha and all that jazz. Just so, so much cooler history behind it all, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the part others, of Germany my yeah, family comes from. Some of the other from, ones are kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, the part of Germany my family comes from uh, is the, the Black Forest yeah. uh, region. So that's pretty cool. They have a lot of culture there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And they came over before World War II. So that should tell you everything you need to know about them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about A Man Called Uwe. Really, if you, ha- if you haven't watched it before listening to this, even though we've given you spoilers, check it out before A Man Called Auto comes out. Because yeah. you should. It's just yeah, the I, way I, it is. I highly recommend. Um, yeah. Very cool, very uh, sympathetic, um, tearjerker. Mm-hmm. It, it was much better than anything I, I could have really expected, to be honest. Yeah. Now, yeah. A Man Called Auto does have one thing going for it. Uh, I rewatched the trailer and saw Pennsylvania license plates. 
So let's go. Let's go. A Man Called Otto takes place in Pennsylvania, probably western Pennsylvania with how much snow there is on the ground there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're yeah, looking we, at you, Pittsburgh, possibly, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Other than their sports teams, I have no problem with Pittsburgh. And yeah. uh, even their sports teams, I, mean, I don't really care about, except for the Penguins. Fuck the Penguins, but that's just because I'm a Flyers <laughs> fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, that does it for our review for a man called Uve. That brings us to the judgment, as always. It needs to be a unanimous decision. Whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, I, this is my choice, so I get to go first. I'm not even going to like build it up or anything. Yeah, it's a great film. You should watch it. You should uh, see it before a man called Auto comes out. Watch foreign films more. This definitely goes on the shelf. I could argue that big time. Um but I'm not going to because I can't. There's no way. I can't do shit about it. This <laughs> this movie's damn near perfect to me, honestly. Yeah. And don't know how it could possibly be really better. Yeah. Um it was it was so good. Anything that's a tearjerker, man, it it's it's whew. a, a tearjerker that also makes you laugh. That's even yeah. harder. Yeah, that's very true. Go back twenty fifteen and, and twenty sixteen was a fantastic time for movies. Yeah, it was. It really was. It was a simple look time. at this bad boy. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Uh, this is one of those movies where, like, if you didn't enjoy it as much, I'd be like, oh, okay, but uh, I, you're wrong and I hate you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no pressure to anyone else that goes to watch this. Felt but that. A man called Ove goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our next week's assignment uh, for the 21st of November. Ooh, Glenn, it is your turn to pick the film. Yes, it what is. What are we going is. to watch? There's a little thing that you did to me last week. You blindsided me with some subtitles. Mm. And I don't give a hell. I'm going to blindside you with some subtitles now. It's anime, isn't it? Yup. <laughs> this little number has been in my uh, my watch list for HBO for quite a little while now. And I've been wanting to get to it. It's a movie called In the Mood for Love. Mm. Ooh! Yes, I'm sir. 90% sure this is also on the 1001 movies you must see before you die. I've, and of course, I still haven't looked at that list, so here <laughs> we are. Um, yeah, it's been it's been on my list for a while. I've been I've seen a lot of really good reviews for it. Uh, haven't really even looked at the plot. I was just like, damn, that looks good from the trailer and everything. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm 90% sure myself that I'm going to butcher all of these names. So just get ready for that. In the mood for love, two neighbors form a strong bond after both suspect extramarital activities of their s- <laughs> of their spouses. However, they agree to keep their bond platonic so as not to commit similar wrongs. Yes. Oh, no, no. 
翻嚟俾佢点？唔使讲嘢噶，讲三声。Yes,、uh, directed by a Car Wai Wong,、uh, also written by Car Wai Wong, stars Tony、uh, Chu Wai Ling,、uh, Maggie Chung, and Su Ping Lam Lam.、Uh, there's so many long names; it hurts my soul to even speak the tongue. <laughs> That's because it's anglicized and also uh, uh, authentic names too. They're authentic、mm-hmm. Chinese names. They're,、so. they're they're all mixed up. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is、uh, on HBO and I believe Criterion Collection. Correct. Mike, yep. Mike wanted to go on that bad boy as well. Yeah, I I, I prefer the way、uh, that their their、uh, system works more. It's easier to fast forward and rewind and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why I like them.、Um, so yeah, this 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 little number, a little Japanese, I believe Japanese film. Uh, Hong Kong, I believe. Hong Kong, it's a Chinese film. Yeah, because、like. uh, Car Wai Wong. Uh, actually, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. There's a segment in it that is a、uh, yes,、actually. an homage to、uh, to this. So, you know,、um, we always go back to everything, everywhere, all at once. It's it's just the perfect film of all sorts、mm-hmm. and trades. Yeah. So yeah, that is going to be my film for this this、yes. upcoming week. Because of the cinema bucket list years, I've watched two Car Wai Wong films this year. So this、oh, will be my、damn. third. So、uh, you know, I really like it. I said in one of my episodes that he's the only one that can do romance correctly in a way that I like it. And、mm-hmm. while I have seen a couple、uh, other romance movies that uh, have uh, shattered that, they're the exception that proves the rule. Because、mm-hmm. I was surprised.、Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to see this.、Uh, it's definitely on the 1001 movies you must see before you die list. But I'll,、uh, it hasn't come up on my series yet. So. In the mood for love is our film for next week、uh, on HBO Max or Criterion Channel. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram. Uh, Keystone underscore film underscore view, Twitter Keystone underscore film, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd. I am Mike KFR, and I'm Glenn KFR, and that will do it until next week when we get in the mood for love, baby.、Mm. We are going to be in the mood for love. I'll kiss you right on the、And、lips. And love the mood for, and we are which in what? Love. What? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye.